This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Ray, how you doing? Man, life is life is absolutely amazing, Doc. You know, it's something I started doing. Uh, I know you do it a lot, but I've been doing it even more, which is like uh, meditating more, right? Mm. And so I've been using these apps and stuff, and I even used a, a meditation app last night. To actually go to bed. And I tell you what, not only do you sleep well, but when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do, and you'd heard me say this before, the first thing you do before you look at a phone, before you look at a TV, if you wake up and meditate, it changes your perspective of that day. Mm, and, day. and I'm telling you, man, and man, my energy was so vibrant and so crazy this morning. I mean, I challenge people who's listening right now to just Get into your own vibe. Let nobody else create your vibe. And it's absolutely amazing, man. So I am doing amazing, and life is beautiful, and I'm ready to have some conversation, Doc. Well, you know what? And I, I mean, let me just say a word about that with a meditation, because I, I we meditate every day as a family, but I also meditate individually as soon as I wake up in the morning. I visualize that I'm standing in front of the entire world and then I went before I make my Twitter statement and then I think if I'm standing in front of the whole world and I have an opportunity to say something, what would I want to say? That's really how I start off every single day. I wake up, I meditate, and then that's when I pick up and uh, I don't actually, I don't re- go through and read Twitter or anything like that. I just actually just make that statement. And I use that as a platform to be able to make that statement. And it keeps my mind in a direction of how can I help? What can I do? Let me think bigger. Don't think small, think bigger. Um, so yeah, that's a great, great way to start off a day. Um, you know, hey, congratulations to New England and the Eagles uh, that are going to be in the Super Bowl. Um you know, some, some good games there the other day. And so I have questions for you, you, cause you have some big things coming up, really big things coming up. And my question to you, cause on, in tackling life, this is where fans get to hear the inside tale of a living legend. So th- have you heard from the hall of fame committee? Doc, I got the phone call the other day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. And it, it was, you know, listen, it's like I said, man, it's, it's a humbling thing, but, um, man, congratulations. Know, they, <laughs> so they gave you the phone, they give you the phone call and she called me the other day and, you know, just congratulated me for being a finalist and giving me all of the, the schedule of, you know, the things you got to do. And so you have to check in the hotel by Saturday and by three o'clock and you got to be in your room as long as it takes for them to go through your name or call your name. And then you get this, you get to hear this doc. You get this knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and when that knock on the door comes, Doc, uh, you're invited into the Football Hall of Fame. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So in two weeks from now, Doc, I get to ho- hopefully and humbly 
hear that knock on the door, man. So it's good stuff. You are going to hear my... that knock. You are going to hear that knock. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool, man. And, you know, um, you know, I connected my assistant with him. And, you know, it was just like it's a whole process, right? Because all week during the Super Bowl, you have so many things going on. They have you know, TV appearances, radio appearances, you have dinners, you got to sit down, you have award shows you have to go to. So you go through all of these things, you know, as a finalist. And then, you know, of course, that Saturday it happens, bro. But I'm going to tell you this, like, I'm seriously, my brother, like, it, it is, you know, I talk, told my trainer this yesterday, it was his 50th yesterday, um, happy 50th to my trainer, Monty Sanders. But I told him this yesterday, I said, bro, if you don't, if you've never, study the word go back and study like gratitude like gratefulness like doc all of the things so think about this everything in life had to happen whether it was good or bad for me to meet you Mm. Mm. that's a fact yes everything in life every person that i had to get rid of Every person that I had a confrontation with, every dispute, every of re- re- a moment of rejoicing, mm. every a- accolade, every Super Bowl, every tackle, it all had to happen to lead me. Think about this, Doc, to lead me here to the point to where I am about to walk into Super Bowl 52. Tell somebody that, Doc. Doc, just tell somebody that. So, see, maybe I'm going to be a little bit selfish, right? And I'm going to say, you know, this is the one time, maybe many times, but this is the one time the game will not be on my mind. <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, it's this, it's this, it's this moment, bro. And that's what I mean by grateful, man. Just, just grateful of all of the people that's been in my life and, and 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 even and even grateful for, you know, the people that didn't believe in me, you know, because a lot of them kept me motivated more than anything. Yeah, but man, I think, yeah, bro. But when you look back at it now, Doc, I'm telling you, man, it is one amazing and the most humbling ride you will ever take, my brother. And and I just really want to share that with you. Man. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm so, so excited for you. I mean, the idea that it's Super Bowl 52, and you think about everything that lined up. Look, even my St. Bernard's excited about this. It's all right, Marty. You can, you can holler for Ray, too. That's fine. <laughs> but everything that had to line up for, for Super Bowl 52, I mean, of everything what that number is and, and what – it all came down to, I am so, so happy for you. So, I mean, as, as everybody out there should know, I mean, you do the show Showtime and you have some great players, former players that are on the show. You, of course, JB hosted with you and, uh, uh, Boomer and, um, Phil Sims, but those, you know, those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. So when you really think about that gratitude of how rare it is for someone to play this game and then actually get to the Hall of Fame, it's so rare. I told my mom this the other day, and I sent her this long message. I said, Mama, I just want to thank you for the simple days that you walked in the house where we had nothing to eat and you would make a way. Because I, 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 I wanted to thank her because my greatest role model 
has always been my mother. My mother, because when when God touched my mother's belly and I was formed in her womb, do you understand that every second had to happen in order for 52 to walk into Super Bowl 52? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, is, doc, is, is, I'm telling you, man, only God himself can create moments like this. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You have to do a lot of work along the way. Yes. It just it just does not happen. And that's what, you know, so many kids and so many young athletes and so many people, even in just business, you know, they they, they ask God for something. Whether you believe in God or not, you ask somebody for something. But in that something, there's some works that has to be done, Doc. And what I appreciate the most is I found a, I find I found many ways to motivate myself. Oh, Doc, I, I tell you, man, my greatest one of my greatest abilities is to get up in the mirror. I, I tell people this all the time. You don't heard me say this. Don't brush your teeth with your with, with your head down. Look at who you are. Identify with who you are. <laughs> Well, look, Ray, I just I heard from someone this past week in his early 20s asking me like he say he said, well, look, I can speak. I could be up on stage. I could tell people how to live. I mean, I just need to know what I need to do so that I could be doing what you're doing. And I said, there is so much more to it than that. It is not just if all you want to do is just stand up and tell people what to do. That's really not the goal. Um, and you can't just get to glory without doing the work. And there are a lot of young people out there today that see They see, like, for instance, they'll see where you are right now and think, well, I want that. Okay, but do you realize the effort that went into that? Do you realize the practices, the heartbreaks, the the times when you didn't know, the the injuries, everything that went into your career to get you to where you are? Everything. Keep going, Think Doc, about it. Yeah, because you're telling the truth. Just say it all. Well, yeah. well, everything from from relationships to how to how people handled you in the media. Like you went through so much stuff to get to where you are, and you don't just wake up at greatness. It's not. It's not just you don't just get dropped off there. It has to be a process where you go through something time and again, and you did it for. 17 years and that's just in the nfl so i don't even want to say 17 years because that's nfl then there's college then there's high school uh then there's junior high then there's you as a little kid watching your mom go through the things you've described on this show that she's gone that she went through when you were so little that you weren't able to do anything about it so there is so much to get to that journey and it's not about just having glory like you just don't get dropped off at the doorstep of glory you have to go through that and I, and I really just, I think a lot of people t- in today's world, and I'm not sure if it's the instant gratitude, uh, if it's the instant gratification, but a lot of young people, I don't think really truly understand what work ethic is. And I really want to reach in their hearts and have them see that and help them see that because there is nothing, there's no better feeling in the world than looking back and realizing what you worked hard to accomplish. And so for you, I mean, listen, I'm so excited for you to have this physical, be able to see this, to have that jacket, to be able to have the physical accomplishments, to look back on stuff that is way beyond physical. I mean, Ray, nobody can describe, you've described in the past, you even described in your book, I feel like going on when you were sitting in a cell and you were saying, you know, God saying to you, can you hear me now? 
and you describe that and we can hear that but we can't really truly understand what it was like for you and all the other thoughts that went on for all those hours so Dog, to me this is just huge it is so huge let me tell you so i was at my son's basketball game uh, uh, just the other night and this guy was getting inducted into the hall of fame um you know at his at his school and he walked up to me, Doc, and he had tears in his eyes, and I'm looking at him, and he said he was shaking, and his hands, palms were sweaty, and I'm like, he's an older guy. He walked up, and he said, your boldness for Christ keeps me motivated. Mm. He was like, I've watched your entire life, man, and you just will not give up on God. And I said, and I told him this, I said, my brother, I said, my boldness comes from my faithfulness, but my faithfulness comes from just me being grateful for an opportunity, not for things. Listen to me carefully. If anybody's listening, kids, anybody, not for things, grateful for the opportunity, man. Listen to me, doc. Life throws you an opportunity every millisecond of the day. Yes. And you have a chance to do with it what you please. But I tell you what, if you let everything else from the outside distract you from your destiny and take away from your passions and tell your path that you need to go a different direction, then that's your fault. At the end of the day, you know, you see these kids and there's this huge article, right? That's out right now about what social media has done to the future. And what social media, how it has dumbed down the brains and the, then the morals. There's no more morals. There's no more of a foundation anymore. Only thing people do is for self gratification is find out if I got likes or followers. You know, we speak about this all the time. And I just asked one of my drivers, I just said, what happens in 10 years? If we're losing our kids now, what happens in 10 years? What happens when they have completely stopped using their brains because they Google everything and everything is entertaining them? And I go back to this, Doc. I became even more grateful over the last 45, no, 48 days. I have not listened to an ignorant song. I have not watched nothing ignorant on television. Every time I get in my car, either I got jazz playing, I'm meditating, and my mind is to myself. And you know what I found in the midst of that when I was sitting down watching this last sunset? Hmm. That God that God still remains God. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I want to share this with you. So Kristen, my wife, grabbed me the other day. This was a couple of weeks ago, because this has been like a lighting a fire under us for the past couple of weeks. Like most people, if you don't if you don't know, if you're new to the show and you don't you haven't heard me much, then you then you don't know that because I talk about my family a lot. But my wife is a phenomenal person. And one of the things she did, she grabbed me a couple of weeks ago and, and she she looked at me straight in the eyes and grabbed me and she said, Do you realize that we are alive right now? Like this is our time? Like it's going to go by in a blink and this is our day and she was just pumped up and she just kind of clapped and was like and we've been doing that for the past couple weeks like this is our life so for me i kind of want to highlight when you said i'm grateful for the opportunity because 
I think a lot of people are, 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 are when you, well, let's take a look at that social media, for instance. So research has demonstrated right now, a lot of research coming out saying that it's impacting young people and having depression because they see what other people have or what they perceive other people to have. And then they feel bad about what they don't have. So they compare themselves. Now, I, you and I, we have a couple social media outlets that we do. How is it so different? Well, here's how. I'm grateful for the opportunity when I look at Twitter in the morning, as I just said at the onset of the show, as a means to reach people somewhere else in the world that I wouldn't otherwise have access to reaching. So I think, how can I say something that might bring light to them today? And I'm grateful for that opportunity. When we start to be grateful for being alive, grateful for what we have, when we listen to you at the top of your game, being grateful for what you have, that's what it's about. Yeah, Doc, I, I walked in Walgreens. I walked in Walgreens, and I, I love sharing these stories because these stories are overwhelming, right? So I walked in Walgreens, and this this young kid, he just, I, I, I he noticed me immediately. Um, really not hard, but um, <laughs> as he as he's walking, you're not tiny, <laughs> like you, right? You right. Are. That's what I mean. It's really not hard. Everybody else is in there five four five. <laughs> anyway, and so he starts to follow me, and he says he walks up, and we end up being in line at the same time, and he says. I am so grateful to meet you right now. I was like, really? I was like, why you use that word? He said, me and my mother. My mother introduced me to Ray Lewis when I was a child. Mm. And I'm a man now. Mm. And, and our entire lives, we have followed your path of gratefulness mm. and how humble you are. He said, I would be humbled if I could just get a picture with you because my mom won't believe the person that has pulled through, pulled us through so many tough times. He said, we don't have nothing. We're poor. We don't have nothing. But every time we listen to you, we find a different way to keep going. Oh, all man. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if you have an opportunity to be light, find a way to be light. Doc, I get on my, my, my I, I told my people, look, I have to remove myself from anything disturbing my peace. So just like yourself, I get up all night. I write down all these different quotes, right? I write down all these different quotes and I'm finna change up my social a little bit, right? I don't go on it. I don't engage in it because the problem with that is, is you have to listen to the ignorance of evil. Right. And, and a lot of people are are ignorant to the point that they, they don't they don't know that they're, they're being used like a puppet by the devil, even successful people, even people with a lot of money. And so my tax, my new journey is to be a light, to walk up this man in the, in the airport right now. I walked up and grabbed him and he said, Jesus, I was feeling sick all day and now my sickness just left. He didn't know when I walked up to him and grabbed him. I said, bless him, father. That's all I said. Mm. That's all I said, doc. And those are the moments, man, that when we're leading up to this Hall of Fame and we're leading up to, I just told my family, you know, I haven't seen my family in a few weeks. And I told my family, I said, I need to see everybody when I get home. 
because I just want to celebrate with the people that I do this for. And the people that I, that don't know me, I do it for you too, because that we have a we have a we have a, a choice to make in this world, and I guarantee you, eighty percent of our country won't make this choice. And you've heard me say this before, Doc. I'm done being part of the many. I want to be one of the people that's called the few. Mm. I want to be one of the few. That when somebody needs some motivation, needs some inspiration, needs some picking up. You remember one of those uh, one of the little, uh, messages we just heard. Yep. Uh, on one of our on one of our, you know somebody sending a message to us on on just giving a recording. And this woman talked about you know how does she motivate her child without nothing? Let me tell you how you motivate your child without nothing. You teach him something that he that that shows him that he don't need nothing to be who he is. That's what that you want to motivate him, motivate him the way my mama motivated me. She she sat me down and said, I can't teach you the Bible unless you want to know the Bible. She said, I can't introduce God to you unless you want to know who God is. Well, so you, get, you, so you get the fire within. You get the person yeah. to get to the fire within. Yeah. We, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We have so, so much to get to in this beautiful, beautiful journey of yours right now. So we got to take a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we're back, and uh, this is this is unbelievable. I mean, this we are so close in your journey, getting to that moment where we get that knock on the door. Oh, the knock on the door! <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Who is it? The Hall of Fame committee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Hall of Fame committee. Hall of Fame committee. Who? Hall of Fame committee about to tell you your first ballot. Oh uh, man! So let me ask you this: Have you talked to other friends of yours who are in the Hall of Fame about you know this this part of the journey? I have. I have. And I talked to more than one person. I talked to. Um, Forget their names because they'll get mad about stuff they told me. But <laughs> all right, that's I got, fine. I respect I got, that. I got, I got, I got a lot of little secrets from a lot of guys. And uh, but, but even me, you know, I've been there twice, you know, and, and so I, I watch people go in, and I watch, you know, the, the, um, the ceremony, and I watch the speech, and I watch the party, and I watch all of that. And Doc, I'm telling you, man, like. My <laughs> my moment, I will not be shy about this. My moment will be a shock heard across this world, <laughs> you know, because you know a lot of people, 
a lot of people speak from what they've done. I'm actually speaking about where I'm headed. Oh, I, lo I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, because that's where my excitement is. Everything I've done, I appreciate every moment of it. But when I'm able to take that stage, uh, it's, it's, it's I want people to know what's next. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is what's interesting is as as a, a middle linebacker who called the shots, you couldn't spend. And you talked about this. You've talked about this on the show before too. When other players had made mistakes, that you came to them and you said, "Look, we got to worry about the next play." So you kind of spent your entire career not focusing on, "Okay, that already happened," but focusing on what's going to come up next. You couldn't sweat the last down if you're ready to play this down. So you've always kind of prepared your whole life for not dwelling on the past. But on getting ready for and uh, in the, being full, totally involved in the present moment and being prepared for the future, man, Doc, that's the that's the key, right? The key is, you know, I always tell people this, you know, whatever you're gonna do in life, make your choices and don't look back. Don't look back. There's nothing to look back for. I'm just saying, if you have a line just like that in the speech, just look at me. You know what I mean? Just look my way during the speech. <laughs> I will know. I will know. <laughs> if, I say, if I say a good friend just handed to me this line. Yeah. <laughs> and I might just jump oh, up and start screaming. Oh yeah. No, nah, bro. It's 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 about it's about what's next for me, man. You know, it's about what I'm Doc, you know it. Me and you live this world, bro. The the people that I want to inspire the people that I want to help. I want to go from the top of the food chain who got all the money, who got all the success, but miserable because money and success, money, you know, I, me and the guy was just talking, he said, what is success? Right? And so when you ask yourself, what is the success? I define the success like this, success like this. Take everything away from me. Take everything away from me, close everything, and put me on the street corner with nothing. And that's who I am. <laughs> and that's exactly who I am. It won't change. Yeah. Put me in a mansion. I'm the same person. Put me with a lot of money in the bank. I'm the same person. Success is defined when you don't need nothing to tell somebody who you are. In addition to that, put you around different people. You're the same person. See, I same think that's person. a big that's a that's a big step for a lot of people because people have to be different around different people until they finally come to terms with who they are, which is a huge aspect to success. And then it doesn't matter who's around because you're going to be all right no matter who's around. No matter who's around. Doc, I can I can survive in any crowd, regardless of my education, regardless on the job that I've been required or, or spent all these years doing. You give me five minutes in any circle, oh, I'm going to survive because of who I am, because of what I stand for, because of my look, I'm, I'm going to take it this way because I think people will really grab this when I figured out the best way to be a leader on the field. Yeah, I was a rah-rah guy. You know me. I like 
you know, I took a lot of Muhammad Ali. You know, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do to you, then I'm gonna do it. I do want to hear. I do want to hear some stories about that. <laughs> oh, don't don't make me do that, oh, Doc. I'm talking about humility right now. Please. <laughs> I, I just want that fun aspect of it. <laughs> that's, that's a different guy, Doc. If you if you wake up that guy, see that's a sleeping giant. And and if you wake him up, Doc, we got a whole another conversation. That's a that's another five podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but it's, it's 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 here now. It's here now, and the how I became that leader was I actually started paying attention to how much attention people paid to me. Mm. And 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 Doc, it's one thing I never forget. I got hit so bad one time, and I remember every one of my teammates looking at me. And every one of them sat there to see how I would react hmm. to it. And you know what I did? <laughs> I'll never forget this. I smiled and said, boy, you done pissed me off. Because <laughs> there's nothing else to say, right? I lost that one. I yeah. lost that one. Yeah. I done lost many battles. I done lost many battles. But it's what happened when I figured out what people really like about leadership. They like about leadership. A leader won't ask you to do nothing that he won't do himself. Well, I'm going to just say something. This is this links in a lot of what we do. Most of what we do, if not everything that we do, links together. Like if you if you really go back and listen to our podcast and we did an episode once on what a true alpha is and we talked about how a wolf, a true alpha wolf doesn't have to prove himself anymore. There's nothing left to prove. And something you just said, the way you phrase it, like, I just got beat. I lost a lot of battles. Like, that takes an alpha because it's not, you think about young kids. You think about how we probably were in junior high. I know I was like this in junior high. When you're in junior high, you're so afraid, so insecure. You want to talk about what you can do. You would never want to admit the things you can't do. And then when you get older, you can kind of take yourself lightly and laugh. But something you just said, I think this is a really big lesson, especially as you're talking about humility, is to be able to talk about, yes, I did lose. Yes, I did. There were times where I got, I was beaten. That is so important for people to understand. Because something I know, let me just say about you personally, is your energy is so infectious. It's it's such a powerful, strong, beautiful energy, and it's infectious. And you didn't just build your energy in one day. You built your energy over a lifetime of doing the things you did be able to be able to recognize, okay, I got beat on this play, but that's only going to make me more driven to win the next one. Man, it's... It, it, it's... It's those things, and this goes all the way back to what we're talking about with the hall, going into the hall of fame. Doc, there is something I'm telling you that I'm going to introduce that it's going to be an explosion. Mm. Excuse me. Mm. Excuse me. Why? It's because everything that didn't go my way is the reason I'm sitting here today. <laughs> like every battle I lost is the reason I am the man I am today. Not listen to me carefully. Anybody who really wants to take something in life, it wasn't 
the grand things that made me the person that I am. It was the things that actually, actually got up under my skin enough to make sure that when I come back the next time, it won't be the same result. Mm. Mm. That doc, that was my. I, 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 I listen. And one of my greatest abilities is something you just said. Doc, I was so okay with telling every coach, I'm not good in that. Mm. I don't do I don't do that well. No, let, let wait, let wait, coach, coach, coach. Let me talk to you. No, we got to work on this because I don't know that like that. And that's the now, only way you can work on it. It's if you're able way. to say, I don't do this as effectively. It's not saying, okay, I'll never be able to do it. Like I say to I've always said this to Kaya. Don't say I can't do it. Say I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Okay, you haven't done it yet. That's all right. There's a lot of things I haven't done yet. But that puts it in a whole different perspective because if this is the thing I need to work on, I, I, I really like that. There are some times you and I are so much on the same page. It's funny. But as you just said this about the things that I that shape me, the, the things that got to me shape me. But uh, Kristen and I were watching something. My wife and I were watching something the other day, and uh, some uh, somebody was picking on somebody. And I said, do you know... I said, I don't really think I've ever really shared the extent of this, but I was picked on so badly when I was in junior high. And that is why I got to be as big and strong I could fight. Like I really went into fighting and martial arts and all that stuff. And it was, that shaped me so much. That impacted me. Like I looked at it and said, that is not going to happen, not only to me, but and no one I'm around. Like I will make sure I stand up for people. And I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I have made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I stand up for people. That's one thing I will do. I, if I see something that somebody needs stood up for, I'm standing up for them. But as you said, the things, those types of things shaped you, those things that where you got hurt, those things, those losses, those, those things that really got to you shaped you. Doc, this dude, this dude in high school, right when I was going into high school, he just didn't like me for whatever reason. And we were standing at the bus stop and this dude punched me in my mouth three times. Mm. And I just walked off. I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to fight you. And I went back in there and I got to the house and my aunt was in there. Now, my aunt, she's a different animal. My goodness. My aunt Gwen, <laughs> Lord Jesus, you got to get ready for her. <laughs> and, man, she was like, what just happened? Oh, you going back down there. <laughs> oh, you going back <laughs> I'm saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to go back down there. I'm like, I'm I'm good right here. (laughs) She was like, she was like, oh no, you going back. And I went back down there, man. And the only point about this was I finally realized the only way, honestly, that you will ever stop being bullied if you do something to change it. Because people gonna do what they gonna do and me and him and this was old school doc you know when people were trying to kill you for no ignorant stuff you right know? right 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 this right. was an old school fist fight right you know and we went at it and he was three years older than me much bigger than me but doc let me tell you something he woke up 
he woke up something that I didn't know that was inside of me. And what I said that day, this is coming true. What I said that day, I will forever be the protector of any and everybody who I see going through that. Because it is the ugliest thing you can ever do to somebody. It is. is bully somebody and put them in fear to where they're afraid. My little nephew came on the other day. Well, yeah, he be, these little kids be taking my stuff. I said, listen here. I'm going to send this officer down there to handle this. Because if I got to come down there, I'm, I ain't even. Listen, touching somebody ain't even my point. But the, the way I'm going to say certain things, look, don't. it's just certain things that I learned, man, from being bullied as a young child like yourself to never, never put myself in that position again. And I'm telling you, everything comes all the way back to my game. Everything comes back to this opportunity in the hall because even in football, right, offensive linemen, they're much bigger, right? They're much fatter than 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 most of us, right? They 300, 300, 400 pounds. And a lot of them try to be bullies, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what they do. And how do you beat a bully? You beat you beat a bully at his game. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanna they wanna get close enough to hold you. I'm saying, uh, catch me, fat boy. <laughs> you, 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 you too slow to catch me. And so that was the game I used to play, you know, on the field when they used to be like, oh, I got 52, 52. I said, really? That's your job for the day? Oh, man, ain't no way. Ain't no way. You got a tough dog. job right there. Tough, tough job for the day, dog. Tough well, job. I just got excited because I realized that we are going to do a show on in the future, in the near future, on bullying. We'll do a show on bullying. Um, because I'm with you. I kind of, um, I, 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 you know, I'm a little older than you are. Not much, just a little. Um, but I, I, I grew up in that era where, yes, you, you, you stood up and you did something. And there are still, there are many ways to handle bullying. I, I talk about, I go on different, uh, radio shows and talk about it. Um, it's a really important subject and it's just not okay. So yeah, we'll do a show on that for sure. Cause I'll tell you my whole, I'll tell you my whole story sometime, but let's do yeah. this. We got to take a break and we come back. I want to wind it down with talking about a couple things, uh, a couple stories on your, on your path to that. To that knock from the Hall of Fame committee. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right. We are back and, uh, we are very, very close, getting so close to you getting that knock on your door, Ray. And as we're looking back, you know, you're going through this process. The AFC championship games for last night. It got me thinking you've won, you won a couple AFC championships. What? What were, what were some things like? Let's t- take us through this. You get so excited, right? You're, especially in your first one. When you're young, you're so excited about winning this. What kind of celebration do you have as an individual slash a group of friends on the team or the team as in general after an AFC championship, knowing that the ultimate prize is still two weeks away? Yeah, man. You know, what's funny was even, even my first one, um, but we're actually both. We didn't, uh, you know, we have we have veteran like veteran ran teams, you know, like the the guys was we were so like locked in, and and the first one, you know, we we became those bullies, you know, because we were we were mad, we were pissed off, right, that nobody had ever picked us, you know. We you got to right. think about this in two thousand that entire year, 
we was not picked to win one game by mm. nobody. Mm. One game. Just one game, Doc. And so when we got to that, one of the one of the most one of the genius things that Brian Billick done after we got into the playoffs, that last game in Baltimore, we came in to work on that Monday. And he had every day mapped out exact schedule and everything all the way after to after the Super Bowl. Mm. Doc, I'm telling you, he, he had a full month written out, schedule, practice, everything. And we looked at this, and all of us sitting in there, and I'm looking at Rod Woodson and Tony Sarah Goose and Rob Burnett and Michael McCrary and Peter Bowler and Jamie Shopper and Chris McAllister and Dwayne, Dwayne Starks and Corey Harris, and I'm looking at Keith Washington, and I'm looking at all these guys, and I'm saying, hey, it, there is nothing else in the world more important than getting this ring. Mm. So you know what we're going to do? My house is open every night. These two weeks, y'all want to relax or something? Come to my crib. We got to Tampa, and Doc, we made a rule. Nobody leaves the hotel. You can go to dinner, but you got to get back to the hotel. Mm. Ain't, not, ain't nothing going wrong. And then it was kind of the same thing in 2012, you know, because, look, you know, you hear all these things, right, about, you know, I, I tell my tricep, I come back. First of all, the first person come to Baltimore, and they, you know, you hear all these writings and all these people talking, former players, all these people just talking. Oh, there's no way he can do it with this arm. And da, 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 da. And, and, and Andrew Luck is the newest thing on the board. And there's no way he can beat Andrew Luck. And I'm like, really? In Baltimore? Okay, let me check that off the list. He out the way. The next week, we go to, we go to, we go to one of my good friends. And I'm walking in Denver, and I'm seeing signs. I just witnessed Ray Lewis last game. Really? Really? That's the way you feel? You really feel that way. And so we had so many things to fuel us on both rides that we didn't enjoy until after the Super Bowl. You know, we I left Denver in 2012 after we beat Peyton. And guess what? I, I pull up in New England and they have a a two and a half million dollar electronic board that's count down to Ray Lewis retirement. A guy paid two and a, now there's people starving on the streets, but he paid two and a half million dollars to put up an electronic board that counted down my retirement. Jeez. Really? Jeez. But, but see, once again, when you come at the leader, you piss all of his warriors off. So when we walked in in, in in New England, we was like, didn't I just tell y'all we was going to be back here after last year? 2011, what did I tell y'all? Didn't I tell we was coming right back here? Well, guess what? We back. So this time, take look at here. I'm, you, you can go back and ask any player I played when I said, I don't care who asks you unless they're on their deathbed. We got one thing on our mind, punching New England in the mouth and getting on this bus and party right here in New England as the AFC champions. Mm. And man, I'm telling you, man, like, and then when we got done, Doc, I was so serious because, you know, I, I had said it was my last ride. 
And then after that, I was just, I was home every night. I watched film on San Fran and this boy Colin, you know, because he was running this damn ball like no other. And this pistol, and he was just the hottest thing. And I and Steve Bashardi asked me a question. He said, man, can we beat them? I said, Steve, don't ever, don't ever ask me that. Mm. Ain't no way they're going to beat us. And it was that serious to me. So every Super Bowl, both Super Bowls, man, I uh, we we didn't do nothing, bro, in, in those two weeks, man, but sit there and watch film. The same thing Tom Brady doing right now. Yeah, he has got a film click in his hand, and he's studying every weakness there is to find on the Philadelphia Eagles. And most professionals, the ones who know what the real prize is, most professionals is gonna wait till after the Super Bowl before they have a party. Yeah. Okay, let me take it a step further. When you're when you're watching film, were you watching film of the team? Like, I want to know, where, obviously, you, from the f- previous weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, but how far back did you go? And let's say a coach, let's say the, the coach you're playing against uh, coached a different team. Were you watching film like that? Like, how far back did you personally go when you're watching films in preparation for something like that? For the Super Bowl? Yeah, for the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, my gosh, man. Uh, at least, I mean, two seasons worth, at least, at least. And, and, and if it was a, a certain coordinator that had been around longer, um, you will go back and study sometimes things four or five years ago, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's really a lot of intel. It's, it's, it's a lot of just going back and see, you know, What's their bread and butter? What they like to do the most? Um, on second down and long, is he, does he like to go for it? Does he like to pass the ball? Does he like to be safe and run streams? You know, is it, how, how do they try? What are they trying to show you? How are they trying to set you up? Um, um, and then this is one of the biggest things I did in my career that not too many guys really got into. Once I started studying coordinators, what I started studying was guys' weaknesses in the fourth quarter mm. because because fatigue make cows out of us all. Mm. And so when you're in the fourth quarter, which is one of the reasons why I train so hard, when you're in the fourth quarter and you have and you're in a crucial moment of the game, people are gonna do what's comfortable to them. Not what's right. I need you to hear that. Not what's right, it's what's comfortable. Offensive linemen, if you get late in the game, right, and if they tired or whatever, and it's a pass play, they're already in their pass set. <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 it's some offensive lineman, you know, that can come up, and if he got his left hand on his right thigh, it's pass. If he got his left, if he got his left hand, if he got his right hand down and inside, it's run. It's certain, it's, it's certain quarterbacks I played. If his foot was down, it's run. If his foot up, it's pass. Certain wide receivers. And so that's when you get technical. And so if anything I studied, I started studying people's habits when crucial moments came. Yeah. See, I think that's a great lesson for life because – 
I, you know, I work with so many young people who will say when they first get in a relationship, well, this person isn't, they're not, they're not who I thought they were. And of course that's true. And every, anybody with experience in life knows that's true. You enter a relationship, persons, you're going to get to know more about that person. No one shows you everything all, all at once. So, but, but what you just said about when people, when they do what's comfortable, basically you said when, when people, will do what's comfortable when they're tired. In other words, yeah. they'll revert to that. And so that's a really good life lesson because when you see character comes out, when pushed, when people are pushed, character comes out. That's why you have to practice, going all the way back to the beginning of the show, have the foundation to practice the things, body, mind, and spirit, to prepare yourself for those moments, to help get you through those tough moments so you're ready for them. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest... Uh, teachers of that lesson of getting rid of fatigue was Bruce Lee. Mm. Because of how he made his body react to repetitions. So there was no wasted energy if I could use those terms with him. Yes. I, I don't want to go too technical because I studied him many a years. Um, and even when I got into kickboxing and started, you know, going from black belt and all this stuff, whatever, whatever, whatever. I just done a lot of stuff, right? And what I learned from him the most is if your mind is on anything else but the delivery, it won't have the same impact. Mm. I, 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 it's, it's exactly what it is. In fact, I was just going to say when Bruce Lee fought, uh, the, the, the monk from the Shaolin temple, it was said that when he had that fight, he beat him, but it took longer than what he thought. And so that's the reason why he decided to make his body a physical, like say, I will, I will, I will be able to go longer than anyone. It was because of, even though he won, it was what he learned from that. So yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly right. That is, that's how he really ultimately my understanding of what I've read and studied of Bruce Lee is that's when he's, that's really when he truly created his path is he thought I need to add this level to it to be in a shape that no one else is in. No one else is in. That was my secret. Mm. My secret in the fourth quarter, in the first quarter, I'm like, man, you know, people will make plays. I'm like, man, that's so easy to make in this first quarter. But boy, when I get to this fourth, it's going to be a crucial moment. So you, I know you, you, well, you and I, I'm going to tell you, give people a realistic example of this. You and I were lifting one time and we were doing back and it was the end of the workout. And I'll never forget this because I, li I listen, I watch and learn. I watch and learn like you. I study life and, and you were doing a lot, your last set of back. And it was an unbelievable amount of energy that you had to do it. And I can remember that moment. This is one of those pivotal moments because it stuck with me and I've been using it as I train. Your energy. You told me when we first trained together, you said you finish strong. Like you finish strong. You make sure you finish strong. And I, when I remember watching that. And so I wish I could almost reach in our, our, our listeners' hearts and have them feel this. Because when I watched you up close in person go that hard at the end, I can I can understand, you know, I don't know what it's like to play in the NFL, but I can understand what you're saying about your level of drive that you had at the end of the game. A workout it ain't a workout 
unless you finish harder than you started. Mm. A game, a, a, a real game ender, ending the game, right? It's different than, you know, shooting three-point shot. That's a skill. I get it. But when you're tired, when you beat up, when you physically have to look on the other side of the man, and that's and I'm telling you, I don't know if nobody really understood what I was willing give, to give up for one play. Like, I used to run into fullbacks, and I used to say, oh, man. And, you know, you, you can feel somebody's body give, you know, where they pull back. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. Bring come bring something with you to the party, man. I need to feel that. And and I'm telling you, Doc, and that's where the reason why I trained that way is because when I got into battle, when I wanted to act like I was tired, honest to God, I used to always either if I was home in Baltimore, I used to glance up at that box and know that my mom or family or somebody was in that box, or if I was away, I used to look at myself and say, hey, if you don't stop crying, stop playing. Let's go. Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, man, I'm telling you, like, I would just get mad at myself in the middle of the play. Like, people are like, what you talking about, Lou? Nothing, nothing. Just got something on my mind. Just got something on my mind. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Doc, man, like, I think the lesson that we're trying to teach is, you know, if you really want to become the master in anything, one first must master himself. Mm. Because once you master yourself, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people need to understand. If you want to master anything first, master your weaknesses. Mm. Everybody can worry about their strengths. Everybody can go in the, in the weight room and do bench press and uh, no. Take me where I'm weak at. Mm. Where, 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 where can somebody else see a flaw in me? Mm. Because once you correct that, then the sky's the limit. It, the it sky's really limit. is. Uh, it really yeah. is. I ask people all the time when I speak to young uh, uh, college athletes, I say, you are starting to understand what it's like to get a scouting report on your opponents. And you might start to understand that people are getting a scouting report on you. But mm -hmm. what if I told you that there are scouting reports on your character? Like, what if you really realize whether you're playing a sport or not? Are you okay with that all the way through body, mind, and spirit? So, listen, you're right. Work on the weaknesses. You're, you, you work for mastery. Work for mastery. Hey, we are in this journey. I love it. I love these stories. We will be back with Fan Friday this week, so that's going to be huge. I love hearing your stories, Ray. I mean, it's literally, it's just so awesome. I, the, I, sometimes I just almost wish people could see, like just to watch, to see in person, up close, what that energy looks like. And maybe we'll work on putting some videos out to have people really understand what goes on when you're working out so that they can see that energy because that's unbelievable to watch but let me so i'm gonna leave you with this right and i want you to think about this anybody who's listening that that really wants to challenge yourself i went in the weight room by myself the other night and i started the clock and i said oh, i'm just gonna do 45 minutes i left three hours and 45 minutes later <laughs> now it wasn't what I did for three hours and 45 minutes. It was what I didn't do 
I never took a break. I went from, I went from what, where I know I was not good at, and, and there's certain things I hate doing. I won't say it. It's just certain things I hate doing. Definitely. And I just made myself do them for not a lot of weight, but for over an hour. Mm. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. I know you don't like doing it, but the results is overwhelming if you do them. So let's just do it. And so I done it for a quick hour. Then I cycled for an hour. Then I came back and did abs, all these different things. And the next day, listen to this, the next day, this dude called me and said, hey, bro, um, where you at? I said, man, I'm just at the crib chilling. He was like, man, this dude is talking all of this mess, man, talking about he can outwork you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, I had a I had a long workout last night. I ain't going to do nothing, man. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm telling you, man, he said he could do your workout. The same workout we done, doc. I said, <laughs> I say, I'll be over there in 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Doing uh, that doc, workout after you did a three-hour, 45-minute workout day before? Doc, listen, I walked in there. I walked in there. And you know me, right? I kind of get to the cut through the chase with people who I know what they're there for, right? Yeah. And so he he this buff guy, whatever. <laughs> and, and he says, I say, well, the first set is 22. I say, so what are we going to start with today? He was like, well, I'm starting whatever you start with. I said, really? <laughs> okay. Okay. I said, well, let's start with these hundreds. <laughs> Hell my. Oh, you started with hundreds on that workout. No. Oh, my goodness. No. I started with them hundreds, and I ripped out 22 of them, of them hundreds. Doc, he put them hundreds in his hand, and he got the eight reps. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, listen. I said, put the weight down. Don't, don't, don't let your pride get in the way. So you save yourself because you're not because you know the workout. Yeah, I'm like, and you can't, you can't, you can't. Listen, and oh, here's something like people might try that workout if they try that workout, and I'm, I want everybody to really understand this. If you try that workout and then you change the weights to go lower, then you're not doing what you're doing because what you're doing when you when you do it at the level you do it, like I don't want some like my I, I was trying to show it to my nephew and he was like, well, I'll just drop down. We're like, real, I was like, no, it's to failure. Like you picked it, stick with it, go. And if you're not gonna stick with it, then don't say that it's easy. That's all I'm saying. You can change your weight. But then you have to change how you're saying about this workout. You can't say See, I can that, make it through it. And, That's the thing. And that was the lesson to him. I said, you told me to come work out. But I came over here to fail. Because I could have easily picked up 60s or 70s. Right. I said, but I wanted to start with hundreds because I know I just worked out this long time yesterday. So I know there's no way I should be able to pick up these hundreds and complete these hundreds. But I'm just going to do it just because you're standing here to show you how strong my mind is. And if I put technique to it, there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. Long story short, long story short, you know, all the way back to our point. What happens, what happens when you run yourself crazy for greatness? When you don't worry about what somebody else thinks or what somebody else think they can do or hang with you. It does not matter. If it was Bruce Lee's greatest ability, man, it was his greatest ability. People could not understand how can he hit me, and I'm standing right here, but I not see the punch coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? And 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 that's his whole mythology behind mastering the body, mastering the mind, but all but making an all become one. Comes yeah. all the way back to what the Hall of Fame is about, right? It's about there's 300 plus masters up there. The existence of this game is seen. Thousands come through it, right? And the end is on a positive note for somebody to go out and be grateful for the opportunity. The opportunity. Every push-up and sit-up I've ever done off those cards. Every sprint I've ever done. Every race I've ever lost. Every block. Every blood that came from my nose when people hit me in my mouth. Every pain in my shoulders. Nine surgeries later. And in two weeks, Doc, if you don't do nothing else but chase opportunity, but two weeks, the opportunity that I chase can bring me this. <laughs> the, knock, the, the knock on the door. <laughs> it's the Hall of Fame committee. Oh, man. Man, that's knock, awesome. Who is it? Yeah, man. I love it's it. It's a good day. I appreciate you, brother, man. Some good stuff today, man. It is. I love you, bro. I love um, you too. Hey, listen, let's have a great week and we'll be back yeah. for Fan Friday. And uh I just want to say about the, my 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 point about that workout was <laughs> that nobody you don't it's not a normal workout. Like your workout is legendary. It is legendary. And the whole point of it is that you go to failure. So, anyway, we'll come back to we'll hit on that. We'll do we'll, we got to do a video on that. We we got to put out some videos because I think people need to see see that energy my goodness it's amazing i'm proud to be here with you so hey we're getting closer and closer thank you to everyone for downloading the tackling life podcast for more tackling life content go to tacklinglifepodcast.com you can find links to our pages on apple podcasts google play and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get two all new episodes automatically downloaded every week when you visit our website you'll find links to the facebook and twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. You can also call us at 646-762-4432. Be grateful. Be grateful for every opportunity. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. We would definitely be grateful for that. Until next time, for the legend, Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Peace out. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.